0: And it is time for the panel here on the Sunday session, and we have a first today. Brody Kane is joining us, broadcaster and journalist, and for the first time ever, we have a panelist joining us from a kayak
1: at the side of a river. Is that correct, Brody? Well, I, I, truth be told, I was like, oh, crikey, I've got a radio panel this morning. Um, I'll just pull up to a pontoon in Kayapoi, on the Kayapoi River. And yes, so I'm sitting in my kayak. I well, hope I don't fall in. Well, I very much appreciate it.
0: Uh, also <laughs> joining us this morning is uh, political commentator and PR consultant, Ben Thomas. Are you coming from somewhere exotic, men? Uh
2: Kyoto, Yeah, I'm coming from not in Mission Bay. It must be in Um I because we're about 10 weeks into lockdown up here and I am not letting a tropical storm or cyclone or whatever and we're in the middle of, middle of get in the way of my weekly picnic, which I'm allowed by law.
0: <laughs> in the heart of the eastern suburbs. Wonderful. Good to have you both with us. Uh, Brody. if I could uh, come to you first, uh, the traffic light system, vaccine certificates. Um, is this the push we need to increase the vaccination rate or do you think it's going to create division?
1: Oh, look, I, I think um, probably one of the things for the change in terms of leaving levels behind and moving to a traffic light system uh, is more kind of symbolic in terms of people thinking something different is going to happen, um, having been very sick of the current sort of situation that everyone finds themselves in. Um, it's uh, I, I kind of would have hoped that there was more incentive sooner for the current vaccinated population so that anyone that just needed that final little push could have seen that life could go on as normal with a double vax.
0: Ben, do you, do you accept that this is the beginning of medical discrimination?
2: Yeah, well, look, positive discrimination has always been allowed under our Human Rights Act. Um and, you know, this is not actually a form of illegal discrimination, no. you know, of the, of the kind that is prohibited under our law. Um, look, it is, you know, people need a nudge in a lot of cases. You know, we, there is a hardcore of like really dedicated anti-vaxxers. We've probably all got them in our families sort of, you know, hiding hiding in the recesses of our Facebook sort of timelines. Uh, but most people, if they're just a little hesitant, a little uncertain, they just need somebody to talk to or they just need a final push, you know, vaccine mandates and language that we seem to have taken from the US um, and and the sort of passport system is what's needed. On the other hand, you know, I I have a certain sympathy for the people that are not vaxxed yet. Um, You know, we see the Prime Minister up at the podium sort of saying, you know, I urge you to get vaxxed. Well, you know, it's not actually the people of, say, South Auckland or Tairawhiti DHBs who have been dragging their feet. It was the government with its vaccine rollout. Um, you know, it reminds me of when I hand in a you know, piece of work a week late and then follow up 10 minutes later with an email saying, have you, you know, have you got any feedback for
0: me? yeah. <laughs> it's <laughs> a nice analogy, uh, Ben. Is there? There's a difference though between missing out if you're not vaccinated, missing out on a concert and going to a restaurant, and then potentially having your education or maybe your employment affected.
2: Yeah, well, I, I actually think you know this, the second one is, is much more important. My exactly. Brother, yeah. My my brother is a, a high school teacher in a low decile uh, South Auckland school. And he says, look, you know, his, his opinion is, look, I totally stand by people's right to not have something in them that they don't want. And that extends to my students not having the novel coronavirus in them if they don't want it. And so me and my colleagues have got an obligation to get vaccinated.
0: Yeah, but I mean that's Brody that's 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 to me where I sort of feel like we don't want to be leaving people behind. You know, a, a lot of people who don't want to get vaccinated so that's fine. I don't want to go to a concert. I don't want to go to a restaurant. But when it comes to things like education and employment, I think we need to be a little bit more careful that we're not leaving people behind.
1: Oh, it's just so hard, isn't it? Because like, you know, for me personally, I, I it, it's it's such a simple such a simple solution yeah. and, and and very little sacrifice for not just me, for for the greater good and that health system that we all know about. I just One, one of the things that frustrates me is that the government uh, just keeps trying to PR its, uh, spin its health system. And so I think people standing on a podium telling you what to do is not entirely working. But when you get a nurse in tears or um, an ICU doctor telling you how it is, Um, I think that sort of is probably doing a bit of a better job. But when you have Andrew Little saying, we've got enough beds, we've got enough beds, it's like, mate, like, just stop spinning. Um, So I think there needs to be a bit more heart in it from real people, to be honest, to to make people actually understand what is at stake here.
0: Ben, how, how do we get these vaccination rates up? We've tried a lot. We've been trying for a while. Tried various well, different things. How, how yes, do we, you know, I, I, and now we're sort of under threat of you know, unless we get them up, we're not even going to move to the traffic light system yet. Um, so where do we go from here?
2: Well, yeah. Look, I think coming back to you know what I was saying earlier, I think I think it is a little rich of the government saying, well, you know, there are people you know, we're putting it back on, uh, you know, the unvaccinated uh, people to really lift their game. Because remember, according to the government's own timetable, people weren't even going to be vaccinated until, you know, finish the vaccination rollout until early next year. Um, you know, th- this was all yeah. the government's planning. You know, we're, we're going on their timetable. Um, and, and the fact that there's been a Delta outbreak, which we were, as Chris Bishop has, you know, we said before, sitting ducks for, um, that, you know, doesn't suddenly mean that, you know, everybody can just jump into shape. But look, there, there, are, there is some movement, you know, there's $120 million for frontline Māori uh, NDW providers um, at that announcement on Thursday. The key to that will be uh, making sure that, uh, you know, it's not tied up in red tape, that it doesn't take longer to actually fill out the forms to outfit a, a bus full of jabbers uh, to get out to those rural communities uh, than the actual vaccination takes, which has been a problem so far.
0: Brodie, do
1: you think there's anything we haven't tried that we should try? Oh uh, look, I think it's it's more patience and understanding. I I think that I know that that's just too such like oh radio. You're saying that not from Auckland because you can see the patience and understanding waning, and unfortunately that scares people more and um and pushes and creates that divide with a bit more just, OK, and, and actually realising that there is a big chunk of the community that can't can't just rock up and get their vaccine. It's just not the same for everyone. And I think what you, what happens is with frustrations, it tends to bring out the worst in, in us if we just pump the brakes and realise that not everyone has it the same and just to be a bit patient and we'll, we'll get there. We will get there. So, Ben, <laughs> oh, at, at what point did we just give up and
0: open up?
2: Well, you know, it's becoming pretty clear that, uh, you know, no one is countenancing any any real kind of lockdown by Christmas. I mean, you know, the, the government has been... Very assiduous in not setting dates, not setting targets, soft peddling this. I I think in some small way, sort of slightly gaslighting the community, sort of maintaining that elimination was still the goal for weeks before they, you know, admitted that it wasn't. And now they're sort of saying, well, of course, it'll be 90%. Of course, it'll be 90%. When actually, from everything they're saying, you know, it, it really sounds like, if you're not vexed by Christmas, you know, devil take hindmost. boast.
0: And then speaking of Christmas, Brody, and I know you're familiar with Auckland traffic, uh, okay. what happens when the last minute Aucklanders can leave um, oh. for Christmas and you've got your vaccine certificate and you've got your negative test on the other hand and then you've just got hundreds of thousands of people heading either north or south?
1: How's, <laughs> how's this going to work practically? Well, I, I sort of think. I, I mean, I, look, I'm certainly not uh, in the in the in the bowels or in the know, but I, I, I dare say what this traffic light system is designed to do, um, in terms of our hospitals and our capacity, is it's it's it's, it's, it's going to happen, and it will be everywhere. And I don't mean that like whoa, everyone gets scared. But COVID is coming to your town in summer. Um, so it's. I guess that's why the the system is in place to kind of like slowly let it in, um, because that is what's going to happen. We're all going to travel around. If everyone if the vaccination rates are up, people are going to go everywhere, and it will be everywhere. So that's what it's going to. That's what it's going to look like. Ben, do you think
0: leading into Christmas, what are the roads going to be? I mean, are the police going to be checking your certificate and your your, your test as you leave town? Is
2: look, I'm. I'm... I'm not a bidding man, but if, if I was, you know, I'd, and I was forced to choose, I'd, I'd probably put the house on. Uh, on there, there won't be a border by Christmas that uh, we'll all be in the same alert level. Um, you know, it, it just it's it's not conceivable, as, as you said, it, it's not something that will happen, um, and that's why it's so important that that everybody gets vexed That um, that you know these these community groups get funding from the government as much as they want basically you know 120 million dollars sounds like a lot but you know if you compare it to you know what five billion dollars a week of the wage subsidy or whatever it's a bargain so the government just needs to plow as many resources as it can into those frontline providers right now
0: ben thomas Brody kane thank you so much for your thoughts this morning appreciate it you can get back, back to paddling there Brody. um